I wish credit cards worked as easy as <laughs> Gordo thought they did. Digby. Nobody likes you, Kate. It's Clover and Daisy's magic train. Choo choo. Oh my gosh. This is a sad moment. I'm wrapping up the Lizzie series. Hey Team Duff, it's Wit. Thanks so much for listening to Duff Enough, the ultimate Hillary Duff fan podcast. This show is a celebration of the life and career of actress, singer, mother, and all-around icon, Hillary Duff. I am so excited to welcome my next guest, a former co-worker of mine. Nisa Lomax, welcome to Duff Enough. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Nisa, you have the honor of finishing up our Let's Talk Lizzie series, because we're going to be talking about the last four episodes of Lizzie McGuire that aired. I rewatched them and I love them again. And you already pointed out to me, you were like, this is so weird that the show ended this way. But the show kind of aired the episodes out of order in a way, in terms of the storyline. And so the story actually wraps up with episodes uh, like 22, 23, 24 are really the wrap up of the show. And the finale is technically Bye Bye Hillridge Junior High. I don't really have a, an explanation for that other than just maybe they wanted those episodes out before the Lizzie McGuire movie. I really honestly don't know. But we have four solid episodes, I feel like, to talk about today. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I think it would be interesting to, like, try to lay them down in the actual order they're in. Right. No, I definitely would want to to do that at some point. And you were talking to me at work, like when you started watching the show back on Disney Plus, where you noticed the pilot episode was like four episodes in. Right. It's so strange to me. I mean, it's like this would be easier if it was kind of in chronological order. Right. But oh well. <laughs> I definitely feel like the pilot though is just not as strong as the the episodes that they wound up airing before it. So can't be too mad about that, but it does set up the series a little bit better. Anyway, I have three questions for you now. Are you ready to uh, answer them? I'm so ready. Okay. What is your favorite Hilary Duff movie? I think my favorite one, it made me cry. Do you know what I'm going to pick? Raise Your Voice? Yes, that was my favorite movie. And I like every time I watch it, like I enjoy it as much as I did the first time I watched it. I think as far as her acting goes, like, obviously it's all good. But at that age, I feel like she, like, grew up. Like, that was her growing up to me. Yeah. Great role. Terry Fletcher. Iconic character. Love it. What is your favorite Hilary Duff song? Definitely Why Not, I think. I loved Metamorphosis, obviously. And it's just such a fun, fun song with an upbeat message. And that's the, the one that I've always like had on repeat, I think. And final question, what is your favorite episode of Lizzie McGuire? Probably the Aaron Carter episode because I was always obsessed with Aaron Carter and I was just like, oh my goodness, like it's Hillary Duff and Aaron Carter. Like what did we do to deserve this? <laughs> what did we do? Oh no, that's great. Throw on some low rise jeans and toss in that butterfly hair clip. It's time for Let's Talk Lizzie. Let's get into our four episodes here, Nisa. We are going to be talking about episodes 31 through 34. The first one here, The Gordo Shuffle. It aired June 13th, 2003. So this was after the Lizzie McGuire movie, actually. And this episode, I made a note, is kind of a take on a movie called The Hollywood Shuffle. And it kind of has a similar storyline about a film producer trying to make his first movie and that sort of thing. 
And so, yeah, what do you think about this episode? I thought it was kind of funny. You know, when I think Lizzie McGuire, I didn't like automatically think of this episode, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I wish credit cards worked as easy as <laughs> Gordo thought they did. Um, oh my gosh, same. <laughs> so the episode is about Gordo getting a credit card in a lot of ways. And it is strange to me that in, in this episode, you know, Gordo is usually the one who's giving the good advice. But here, it's Lizzie. Right, yeah, it was such a like plot twist. <laughs> yeah, a little flip on on things for sure. So Gordo gets a credit card. He got it in the mail. And Ethan is really encouraging him to use this credit card. And he wants him to do it to, like, get girls. And Gordo says, I'd rather impress the ladies with what's in my mind than my wallet. How did you feel about that, Nisa? See, that was so Gordo to me. And it's like, how can he say that? And then that's what he ends up doing. But, like, I feel like he had really good intentions to start. And then it kind of just, you know, he got so caught up in dreams or you know he thought this was gonna be his big break or whatever and that was just it kind of got like just took a hold of him and I thought it was interesting how he started out kind of grounded and this just kind of went downhill I guess from there right yeah I thought that was a funny line and Lizzie and Ethan they kind of talk Gordo into keeping the credit card too because he's really not intending on keeping it in his wallet. But he does, and he's going to use it for emergencies. And his line is, what could possibly go wrong? And animated Lizzie is like, where have I heard that before? You know, okay. (laughs) And we know something's going to go wrong. Jumping over to Matt's storyline here, he is procrastinating his science fair project at the beginning of the episode. And he and Melina wind up working on it and come up with something really cool that we'll talk about a little later when that um, unfolds. But back to Gordo and Lizzie, we see a two-way call between Gordo and Lizzie because Miranda is still on vacation, which episodes prior to this, she's been gone, of course. Um, She will come back in some of the episodes we're talking about today, but here she's still gone. In their two-way call, they start talking about Gordo's new screenplay. And Lizzie, Lizzie puts this idea in his head in a way that he could use his credit card to produce the movie. And it's like this weird alien movie and he goes for it. He's going to use the credit card and charge everything. And he had like, what, $5,000 credit or so he thought on there. I mean, that was kind of the scam of it all. But I guess that was enough to try to make his movie. I don't know. Back in the day, like, I feel like $5,000 would have felt like a lot. But, like, nowadays, it's, like, obviously not a whole, whole lot of money. But, like, back in the day, $5,000 would have been a lot. You know, it would have seemed like a lot. Very true. Very true. In the movie Gordo is making, Kate is going to be playing the princess. Really, Gordo? You're going to let Kate be in this? And she only drinks bottled water. (laughs) Such a diva. I could not. I could not. Ethan is an alien in this movie, which... His mask, I mean, I don't know what kind of budget they had on that, but that $5,000, Gordo. Lizzie was like, you're so ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which is the exact opposite of what she'd usually be saying about Ethan. Oh, Ethan had like luscious locks around this time, by the way. Like his hair got really long here. He looked like he could have been on a shampoo commercial. I mean, lather and don't repeat. That's his thing. Need to point out here that Lizzie is really worried about the charges on the credit card that Gordo is uh, making, and he starts to feel like she's not really supporting him in this now, and so they kind of get in a little fight, and on the day of making the film, Lizzie's kind of in the background, and she's not really helping, but things are a total disaster at this shoot. They have to do so many takes. Kate is tripping. Ethan's not remembering his lines. It's just really bad. 
And Larry has ordered pizza. Larry's like the production assistant, basically. And he ordered pizza for everyone. And when the guy shows up to uh, give them the pizza, Larry hands over the credit card and the pizza guy cuts the credit card. Have you ever seen that happen in real life? Like, why is that a thing? I don't know. Maybe it's just like for a dramatic effect. I guess. Um, But the card was declined because Gordo had spent all his money. And at this point, everyone bails. And Gordo is really bummed. And Kate, Kate never got her hot water. (laughs) That was my favorite part. (laughs) Or her bottled water, whatever it was. Let's get back to Matt for a second. His science fair project turns out to be this race car track. He's burning toast. So the car races and the hamster, there's a hamster involved and it's racing on a wheel and it's making the toaster go off. And yeah, he actually burns the toast, which I was like, ah, but um, his parents thought it was kind of cool. I thought that was pretty cool too. I wish I could have made something that amazing. Yeah. I was trying to think back on what like my science project was in school and I could not really remember, but it definitely wasn't that cool. The hamster was probably my favorite part, but yeah, the fact that the toast burnt, I was like, really? <laughs> Science fair projects. I know I did life cycle of a butterfly metamorphosis. Hey, hey, Hillary. <laughs> that was actually before that album came out, though. So if if it had been after, I definitely would have worked that song into my science fair project. You're basically like a prophet because you predicted that. I think you're right. At the very end of this episode, Gordo comes over and apologizes to Lizzie, and she's like, why are you apologizing? I should be apologizing to you for not being supportive. And he ends up saying that he got nothing for $5,000. His parents actually called and yelled at the credit card company, and he will no longer have an allowance or any fun, and he's in trouble. And yeah, that's kind of how things end. So what would you say the message here is, Nisa? He learned that money wasn't going to solve all of his problems. Even having all the money in the world, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's time for your big break. Ooh, I like it. I like it. I think that's one side of the episode for sure. A little message about money for kids there. And yeah, I think the other side goes back to just how Lizzie needed to support Gordo since he always supports her. But Gordo coming in and saying that Lizzie was right, I think... There's something that can be said for that, too, because Lizzie was right in that Gordo was overspending. And I don't know, maybe she just went about it the wrong way in confronting him. So, yeah, a few messages in here for sure. The next episode here, Nisa, is called My Dinner with Mr. Dig. It premiered on August 15th, 2003. So actually a couple of months apart here uh, for that episode. And we actually noticed that towards the end of the series, the episodes are spread further and further apart in their release dates. And there's a huge gap later on that we'll get to here. But anyway, My Dinner with Mr. Dig. So then this episode, Mr. Dig comes over for dinner at Lizzie's house and becomes friends with Sam and it's super embarrassing for Lizzie because there's something that gets said here about seeing teachers outside of school and it's just like I feel that you know like when you were a kid you just you didn't think that your teachers had a life outside of the classroom which I knew that they did because my mom was a teacher but for a lot of kids it's like teachers they exist outside of school yeah because it's like what do you say to them outside of school like Mm -hmm. This episode starts out uh, with a conversation about nap time and how they want to go back to kindergarten. Can relate. Yes, all the time. Yes, amen. This is between Gordo, Lizzie, and Miranda. And then they stumble upon Mr. Dig, and it's lunchtime, and he's eating fast food. 
And he tells the kids, like, he only eats fast food most of the time, except for when his mom sends a care package. Lizzie and Miranda Gordo basically tell Mr. Dick that he needs to eat healthier, and he needs to eat some home-cooked meals. And somehow, it gets brought up that Lizzie's mom is a great cook, and then Lizzie invites Mr. Dick over for dinner. And she just does it without even thinking. And she's like, whoa, what did I just do? So Mr. Digg agrees. And fast forward to the night of the dinner. And Lizzie's telling her parents to be on their best behavior. Let's not embarrass her in front of Mr. Digg. And they're like, Lizzie, don't worry. We're not that weird, which they so are. They're like the epitome of weird. But like, I feel like all of us think our parents are that way. (laughs) 100%. Although I've been saying while recording this podcast, I relate to the parents so much more now. Oh, yeah. Watching it back, I'm like, okay, I see where they're coming from. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Matt is supposed to be on his best behavior as well. And that's actually when we kind of get a hint of what his story is going to be for this episode. And it's about his teacher who is just in a super bad mood for some reason. And we'll talk about that in a second. So when Mr. Dick shows up, I mean, it just, it does not go well. Lizzie has toilet paper on her shoe. Sam spills like dip, like chips and dip on his tie. And the mom is going to wipe it off or wash it off. And water goes everywhere. And Joe and Sam are soaked. And then they show up and open the door and Mr. Dick's there. And it's like, no big deal. He says that his name is Digby Sellers, which Lizzie thinks is so strange, and that they can call him Digby. (laughs) It sounds strange. We really don't see what happens after that point, though. Like, we don't see how the dinner unfolds. So then the next day at school, Lizzie says it started out bad, but it got better. Her dad, Sam, and Mr. Dig have a lot of stuff in common, like music and whatnot. And that's when Sam shows up to her school to give Mr. Dig a CD. And Sam, he's pretty embarrassing. He actually kisses Lizzie on the cheek. And I was just like, oh, gosh. Ugh. Now we'll hop over to Matt. His teacher is being extra here. And I don't know what is up with that. And her name, her name is Miss Chapman. So she appears quite a bit, I feel like, as his teacher. And yeah, I don't know why she's being so uh, uptight in this episode. She's making the kids wear hats for things that they do wrong. And uh, it's funny because Matt gets an idea to invite her over now after seeing Lizzie's teacher and how Lizzie's teacher became friends with Sam. He wants Miss Chapman to be friends with his mom. So the next time that Mr. Dig is over is when Lizzie is like doing a facial to calm down. And this was her recommendation by Miranda. And she's on the phone with Miranda too. And she goes downstairs to the kitchen and see someone who's in the fridge. The guy turns around, it's Mr. Dig, and there's this scream. And I thought this was so funny because Lizzie screams, Mr. Dig screams, and Miranda screams on the other line of the phone. And I just started cracking up about that. And Lizzie was like, I'll call you back. And she's like, yeah, please do. <laughs> so that made me laugh. So at this point, we know that Lizzie, Lizzie hates that Mr. Dig is over at her house. She's even going to try and, like, kind of break up their relationship. And she's asking her dad, like, where are your friends with the chimp? Did you remember the chimpanzee? Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So Lizzie winds up talking about this whole thing with her mom. And her mom understands and says, you know, she's going to talk to Sam. But Lizzie also doesn't want her dad, you know, not to have his new friend. So she can't really, you know, make up her mind uh, about what to do here. 
Let's talk about Matt's teacher coming over. So Miss Chapman is stone cold when she gets to this house. They're like, oh, we made steak and potatoes. And she says, I don't eat carbs. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I don't eat meat. I don't eat carbs. Then she's like, do you have dressing on the salad when they offer her a salad? And Sam is like pouring the dressing in. And then she says, I like it dry. And I was just like, dang, girl. See, my thought was like, okay, the reason why she's so uptight and cold is because she doesn't eat carbs. Like, obviously, that's why, you know. That's a good thought. You could totally be right. In this moment, though, Mr. Dig actually comes over and he's just returning a CD for Sam. And wouldn't you know, Mr. Dig and Miss Chapman have a history this moment, though, I mean, Mr. Dig, he just got flirty. And her name is Jasmine. He's like, Jasmine. Like, he, his voice gets deep. And there's like this, you know, music playing in the background. Like, it, it's super flirty. And I don't know. I'm, I'm here for uh, Jasmine and, and Digby. Yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, she has a first name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They end up going out and leaving instead of staying for dinner. And suddenly Miss Chapman has a change of heart and she's like, Matt, don't worry about your extra homework. I don't think I'm going to have time. So I'd be interested to see what ended up happening with uh, Miss Chapman and Mr. Dig. I don't know. Happily ever after. Who knows? Maybe they did. Maybe they did. But immediately, you know, it's like Sam has lost his friend and he's unfazed, though, because he goes back to his lawn gnome because we know Lizzie's dad loves a lawn gnome. Oh, yes. Lizzie had to put things into perspective as far as like she wasn't cool with her dad, you know, having her teacher over, but that's his friend and it's no different than when she brings her friends over. But at the same time, like, no, it's kind of weird that her dad was bringing her teacher over. Yeah, I think you're right. This next episode is probably my favorite of the four that we're talking about here. And it is called Just One of the Guys. Now, I mentioned our last episode premiered back in August. This one, November 21st, 2003. So this is the episode where Lizzie becomes a tomboy, basically. And starting at the beginning here, we have the kids in gym class. And they're doing the presidential fitness challenge with good old Coach Kelly. Love her. Their challenge, though, is to hang from a bar and like basically do chin-ups, although they're just kind of hanging there. And it's Lizzie, Ethan, Gordo, and Miranda are the four that go up. And Lizzie and Ethan are the last two standing or last two hanging. And then Ethan falls and Lizzie sets a school record for the presidential challenge. So that kind of sets up this idea of like, oh, Lizzie's now, you know, super strong and all that. Thomas and Ethan show up to Lizzie's lunch table I don't remember Thomas ever being a part of the show other than this episode, but shout out to Thomas. And there's this whole dialogue about, like, Ethan saying, I'd shake your hand, Lizzie, you know, to congratulate you, but I don't want you to hurt me. And she says, I'm not going to hurt you. And Miranda has a little uh, line where she's like, accept your pride. (laughs) That was very funny. I died. I died. A rematch gets brought up here by Ethan, and he arm wrestles with Lizzie as sort of a, a challenge there. And guess who wins? Lizzie. You know, the fact that Ethan was like, oh, you know, I have to, you know, I can't get showed up by a girl. And then he gets showed up again. And so then it's like, oh, well, just because I'm a guy doesn't mean I'm automatically the strongest. Mm -hmm. That's how it was, I feel like, at that age. Matt's storyline. So in this episode, he is not allowed to leave his room until he does his homework. But he falls asleep and that chimpanzee that we were talking about shows up in the window, which we've seen in other episodes too. 
and he does Matt's homework, his math homework, uh, to be specific. And he, like, eats Matt's bananas, and then he just wanders off, and Matt wakes up, and his homework is done. And I kind of, like, I think this is a cute storyline. Me too, and I always, like, I wish I'd had one of those when I was growing up. <laughs> Ugh, 100%. I was so bad at math, so. Still am bad at math. <laughs> yeah, I just don't have to do it as much. Back to Lizzie's storyline at the Digital Bean. We love the Digital Bean. And she gets called Muscles McGuire by Ethan. And I was just like, okay, okay. And Ethan and Thomas invite Lizzie to play flag football, which she accepts. So they're playing flag football, and Lizzie actually tackles the guy and pulls his flag, and they go in the mud. Of course they have yeah, to land no, in the mud. I mean, it can't not happen. <laughs> and I love how the guy's like, it's flag football, or it's not tackle or something. It's just like, oh my gosh. And at this point, like the other guys come up to Lizzie, and they're like, you're a monster. You're a total dude. And animated Lizzie says, finally, the cute boys notice me. But then... Freaking Kate walks up and she's like, you are a dude, Lizzie, and you smell like a dude. And then Lizzie just is totally insecure about the whole thing, which, you know, leave it to Kate to ruin something because Lizzie like was so happy at first here. Yeah, Kate ruins everything. So yeah, she ends up having a nightmare as she does a lot throughout the series. And (laughs) she's worried that everyone thinks that she's you know, a guy girl, and guys won't want to date her. And so she's going to be super girly now. And I'll just pause for a moment because I feel like this is one of those episodes where they probably, no, they definitely wouldn't make this episode in the same way today. Oh, yeah. It would be more careful as to, like, what they characterize. Like, one sex versus another, I think. Absolutely. It's a different time that we're living in, for the better, judging people on, you know, how they fit into society's idea of feminine masculine is just a thing of the past. So, or it should be. Right. We'll talk about Matt's storyline here for a bit. So the chimp keeps coming back and he actually does Matt and Melina's homework at one point. And Matt is getting really good grades at school now. And the school even calls his parents and brags on him. And that's when his parents start to get suspicious. And they're like, what's going on here? By the end of his story, we see Sam's friends come over and find their chimp. And, you know, Matt is caught and in trouble. And so to finish up Lizzie's storyline here, when she goes back to school looking super girly, and I say that like in quotation marks, the guys are confused about her new look. And she tells Miranda and Gordo that she changed outfits six times, which is three more times than usual. And I was like, <laughs> I can Girl. to that on a spiritual level, though. Like <laughs> most days, there's at least one outfit change. <laughs> Gordo actually says that she doesn't look any different, which I thought was funny because it's just like it's so Gordo and it's such a guy thing. <laughs> Definitely not what you want to hear if you, you're trying to look different. Right. And so then Lizzie has a heart-to-heart talk with Coach Kelly, which I loved. And she's talking to her kind of about being this guy-girl thing that she keeps referring to. And I just thought this was so great. And Coach Kelly, you know, says that, well, Ethan Kraft calls everyone a dude. And do you ever think that Kate might be jealous that you're getting attention from all these guys? And Coach Kelly tells her, like, hey, I'm a power lifter, but I still like to swing dance. And so there's this message of, like, you can do both Lizzie, which is a great message. And I think probably spoke to a lot of girls, especially girls who didn't really fit that mold of like being a girly girl or who 
just wanted to do both. So I love that moment. And I love Coach Kelly. Oh, yeah. And I think the whole like episode, it was like very, it just kind of encouraged you to like, do whatever it is that you enjoy and that you're good at. And it didn't take the female empowerment route so much. But I think maybe that could be kind of an inspirational message in there too. So girls can do anything, right? Girl power. Girl power. So Lizzie goes back for another flag football game after this conversation with Coach Kelly, and she's super confident here. And can we just talk about this confrontation with Kate? Because it is so good. Like, Lizzie just let Kate have it, and it was so simple but so effective. Yes. So the conversation goes like this. Kate says, who let the dogs out? Which, at the time, do you know that Baja Men song would have been everything? Yes. (laughs) Who? 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 I knew you were going to do that. Uh, No. Lizzie's response to that comment from Kate, though, is just, I mean, it's so good. She's like, nobody likes you, Kate. And it's just so straight to the point. And we we hardly ever see Lizzie that, you know, snappy with Kate. But it was so good. I know. I think it was just like a testament of how much she had, had grown over, like, all the time before. Yes. Earlier on, I don't think she would have been confident enough to do that well and you think about back in like the first episode she couldn't even talk to kate she was so nervous so proud of you lizzie during the game ethan actually sits out so lizzie can play because they had like too many people or whatever so i thought that was nice and lizzie has on an american girl shirt it's well it's a shirt that says american girl love that and as the episode ends, we see some dialogue from Miranda and Gordo, who are in the stands watching the flag football game. And Lizzie's doing great again, by the way. But Miranda says, they're going to think of her as a guy girl. And Gordo says, I don't think she cares. And then Miranda's like, yeah, rock on, Lizzie. So that's kind of how it ends. And I think it ends really great. It's a great episode. Well, it's a good episode. That's probably one of my favorites. Well, we just have one episode left, Nisa, and most of these uh, podcasts, I've done five episodes, so I'm like, wait, are we almost done? What's happening? (laughs) Uh, But the last episode is called Magic Train, and this premiered on February 14th, 2004. It's uh, it's the last episode that aired for the series. We were talking about how it's not really the last episode of the storyline, but... Anyway, and I think it's fun to see this one now because it's about Lizzie Miranda having this love for a kid's show that they grew up with. And it's like, oh, wait, life imitating art right now because I love Lizzie McGuire and this is a kid's show that I grew up with. But their show is like toddler-esque, I guess. So it's like Barney, basically. This episode starts out with Lizzie and Miranda. They're doing their makeup and they're going to watch a soap opera or something like that on TV. And they turn it on, and it's Clover and Daisy's Magic Train is the name of the show. And it's a show they watch as kids, and they love it. And at first, they're trying to, like, play it off and act like they just, you know, oh, we remember this as kids. You know, how cute. And then they just both, like, say, I watch it whenever I can. And Miranda says, I tape them, which I was like, okay. Yeah, that alone, like... (laughs) That was what you did back then. <laughs> I definitely taped episodes of Lizzie McGuire for sure. It turns out, though, that Clover and Daisy are like on tour and they're going to be in town. And Miranda 
and Lizzie actually missed seeing them as kids because they had strep throat. And so now they're trying to come up with how they're going to go see this show. Like, they can't go as teenagers because that would just be so not cool. And they actually ask Matt, or they don't ask him. They're just like, we want to be, you know, I want to be a great big sister and take you to see Clover and Daisy. And he's like, that's for babies. And that makes Lizzie and Miranda feel even worse, you know. Then they ask Gordo if they could take his nephew, right? Yeah, no, little cousin, little cousin. Cousin. And when they ask Gordo that, he actually gets really excited because he wants to go. And he's just totally not embarrassed by it because that's how Gordo is. Like, he's unfazed by popularity and being cool. And so it's very fitting that he's just genuinely excited and not embarrassed. I'll talk about Matt's storyline here. He is growing a dust bunny behind the couch. And it's a part of his project called Maguire's Museum of Dust, Stains, and Grime. And basically, he's inviting people over to his house to look at his family's, like, dirt collection. His storyline collides with Lizzie's there for a second, though, because Lizzie and Miranda, they decide to go with Gordo, despite being embarrassed. They're going to go see Clover and Daisy, and they are making themselves try to look, like, younger. So they've got pigtails, and they look like little kids, or they're dressing like that. And Matt brings his tour group into Lizzie's bedroom at this point, and Ethan is a part of the group, which I was like, what? Because Lizzie and Miranda are kind of trying to play it off that they're not going to see Clover and Daisy and whatever. But they go to the show, and they love it, and they even get emotional. It just makes me think about how I have these shows that I was connected to even as a little kid, like Out of the Box and, you know, other shows. I remember watching like Rugrats and random stuff like that when I was growing up. Like Rugrats is probably the one that like clicks like the fastest. A good one. At the concert or show, Lizzie wins a basket of fun and she jumps up. She's super excited. And lo and behold, who is there? Kate. Kate Sanders. <laughs> and she's babysitting. So for her, it's fine. But I thought it was funny how animated Lizzie is like, oh, please tell me Kate is here because she likes Clover and Daisy too. <laughs> but this gives Kate just, you know, great material to embarrass Lizzie and Miranda. And the next day at school, you know, Kate is spreading the word. She's got these pictures on their lockers and it says like babies or something. Gordo, he's still not embarrassed. Lizzie, totally embarrassed. And she's talking to Joe about it uh, in her bedroom after school. And I thought this was kind of a sweet moment. And Joe points out how Clover and Daisy are comforting to her. And other people at school probably secretly feel the same way. And I love that. But I think there's a great message in here. And we'll just kind of go ahead and talk about the message. It's like, don't shame people for something that they like if it's weird to you or not, you know, something that you like honestly. I think so too. I think it's just, just let people like what they like and you know, it doesn't hurt you. It doesn't bother you. Don't, don't make some fun of somebody over something like that, you know? Yes. Why are we judging people? Come on now. Again, Matt's storyline collides here and he walks in giving a tour while Joe and Lizzie are having this moment and they're actually like under the covers in the bed and they, they shoot up and they're like, get out of here. And Matt's whole museum thing we know is just about to crumble because he's keeping it a secret from his parents uh, still at this point. The next day at school, Lizzie and Miranda dress super mature. Lizzie's wearing a skirt. Miranda looks like a flight attendant. I thought that too. That was my first thought. <laughs> yeah, a little ascot and everything. Lizzie's storyline kind of wraps up here at lunch when Gordo 
is having a conversation with them again about, you know, why are you embarrassed by this? And at first he says it bothered him a little bit that he was getting made fun of, but then it didn't. And he stands up and starts singing a Clover and Daisy song about, like, stand up for what you believe or something is what I wrote down. And Lizzie, she gets inspired and she gets in her chair. She stands up in her chair and she just kind of goes off. And she she admits that they went and saw Clover and Daisy. She says she loves that show. And the only bad part about going to see them was that Kate was there. And I was like, oh, let's throw Kate under the bus. Thank you. And Lizzie basically just lays down the message of this show. And she's like, be kind, be the special person that you are. And always share your cookies. A great message, I do have to say. (laughs) And she tells everyone that's around, she's like, we should listen to the message. I know you all love them too. And then everyone starts singing a Clover and Daisy song. Ethan starts dancing, which his dance moves did not go along with that music. But it was great. It was so Ethan. It was very like high school musical. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although that song, like, ugh silly nilly like oh gosh it's gonna get stuck in your head (laughs) no no the one that gets stuck in my head is like the it's clover and daisy's magic train choo choo oh my gosh (laughs) that gets stuck in my head okay so the very end of the episode matt's museum he gets busted and joe vacuums up the dust bunny which this was a this was very dramatic and and matt dives for it in slow motion to try to save the dust bunny and That was the thing that happened. It was a little strange, but it worked. Yeah. And then the episode ends, and that would have been the end of Lizzie McGuire airing new episodes on Disney Channel. So strange to think about. (laughs) I know. I know. Nisa, that is going to wrap up our Let's Talk Lizzie series and segment. And I don't know how I'm feeling about this. I mean, man, what a what a journey for me. <laughs> you have been through a lot of them. I know. And listeners, thank you for being a log man. Well, finally today, Nisa, it is time for Quizzy McGuire. This is a trivia segment. So yeah, let's let's jump into this. So, do you know what the tagline of Lizzie McGuire was A. What's Lizzie thinking? B. Get inside her head. C. This is what dreams are made of. D. The only risk in taking an adventure is not taking it at all. I think it's get inside her head. Yes, you are correct. Thank God. (laughs) Yes, very good, Nisa. Very good. Yeah, no, that was always what they said. They were like, get inside her head, like on all the commercials and the posters and all that. So What's Lizzie Thinking um, is actually what they originally had named the show. And then, of course, What Dreams Are Made Of, that's from the movie. And then the tagline for the Lizzie McGuire movie is that last one that I said, which is the only risk in taking an adventure is not taking it at all. Well, this is a sad this is a sad moment. I'm wrapping up the Lizzie series and it's been fun. I feel like honestly, I feel like I'm honestly excited to be done with it though at the same time. Like it's like, okay, we got that done. Yeah, no, that's ex- just to like tie a bow on it, you know, and we'll go back and see how everything goes from start to finish. Yeah. All right, Nisa. Well, thanks so much for being on Deaf Enough. Thank you for having me. It was so much fun. And before I wrap things up today, I want to share another edition of From Team Duff with Love, the fans' love letters to our girl, HD. I'll be reading this note from Corey. It says, Hi, my name is Corey, and I've been a fan of Hilary Duff since I was about five years old. I've seen almost every movie, my top three, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, 
War Inc., and according to Greta, and own every album. I ran a fan account on Instagram for her latest movie, The Haunting of Sharon Tate, and even got a poster signed by Hillary herself. I'm hoping to save enough money to get the autograph I have tattooed, as well as an animated Lizzie. Again, that is from Corey, so thank you, Corey, for sending that in, and thanks to all of the other fans who have been a part of this segment from Team Duff with Love. And that's all for this episode of Duff Enough. Thanks again for listening. I hope you'll subscribe and stick around for more because this podcast is what dreams are made of. You can follow along on social media at Duff Enough Pod and check the description for my socials as well as show guests. And until next time, bye Team Duff. Duff.